From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. Today is the official opening of Hudson Yards. What was once a part of midtown Manhattan known for rail yards, tenements, and warehouses is now a 28-acre complex filled with glass office towers, luxury housing, and a mall with a very nice food court. There will also be the Shed, a new arts center, public space, and in the future, more housing and even a new school. The $25 billion Hudson Yards is the largest development in New York City since Rockefeller Center. And with me to talk about it is Greg David, columnist at Crane's New York Business, who has been following the long road that has led to today. Greg, good morning. Good morning. So it feels like, boom, here is a new neighborhood where none existed before. How did Hudson Yards come together? Oh, it only took three decades. For ever since the 1990s, people have worried that we didn't have enough office space in New York and we didn't have enough modern office space in New York. We were going to lose out to Tokyo, to London, to someplace else. The idea was how did we get Midtown to expand to the West? What could jumpstart it? At one point, we were going to build an Olympic stadium there. Then, after so much strum and drama, eventually Hudson Yards was uh, commissioned to build a office, residential, and retail complex over the rail yards where the Long Island Railroad stores its trains. Okay, so there's a recent report from the New School finds that taxpayer support for the project totaled more than $2 billion. You have been to the site. You've seen the buildings. When you look at it all, was it worth it? Well, I think it's worth it. The fundamental thing is is that uh, Hudson Yards has a 40% tax break. They pay 40% less in property taxes than you would elsewhere. And that the money that it's generating, by the way, is going to pay for the subway. It's not going into city coffers, though it eventually will. And the city has to fork over money now to pay for the subway because Hudson Yards isn't producing enough money. But the important thing, if you step back from that, is we've offered bigger subsidies for the rebuilding of downtown. As a matter of fact, rents in identical space downtown are cheaper because of the subsidies. Look, the real estate taxes on commercial office space in New York are sky high, and the project would not have been viable without some incentives. And we needed the office space. 40,000 people are going to be working there within the next year or two. These are companies that no longer wanted to stay in Midtown. Would they have moved out of New York? Not all of them, but maybe some of them would. We needed this kind of office space. I mean, that's one of the questions, like what is the economic benefit to New York City of creating Hudson Yards? Is it just a little bit of a shell game, though, of people moving from Midtown over to Hudson Yards and then, you know, maybe Midtown gets redone and then they move back to Midtown? Is it, are we bringing in jobs or are we just moving people around? The New York City economy, as of January, was close to 4.6 million jobs. When this idea emerged in the Bloomberg administration, we had 3.9 million jobs. If we didn't have Hudson Yards, we wouldn't have all these jobs. So then when you look at this, who is going to profit from this new neighborhood? Well, the city's profiting because the economy is doing so well because law firms and financial service firms and some tech firms, which are the key parts of our economy, want to be there. Related, the developer is going to do well. Uh, Steve Ross told me he thought he'd break even on the office buildings, and now they're profitable, so they're going to do well. The 40 different 
financial institutions that have equity or have made loans to them are going to do well. Maybe the retailers are going to do well. You know, that's one of the biggest question marks for Hudson Yards. Given what's happening in retail, is this mall really going to work or are we moving to online shopping? They're very worried about that. And what about affordable housing? I mean, that's a big concern in New York City, obviously. And now you have this huge complex with, I've seen stories of rents going for $5,000 a month for some apartments. I mean, how is that addressing that issue? Well, they're very proud that their rental building adjacent to Hudson Yards is getting the highest rents in New York. 26% of the new units are affordable housing under the uh, programs we've created under Bloomberg and de Blasio, so that's some addition. Most of the housing is destined for the very high luxury market. They should be worried about that, too, because that market is weakening. So then is the criticism fair to call it, a, as some have, a, a basically a playground for the wealthy? A lot of wealthy people are going to live there. That's absolutely true. I think having many of those wealthy in New York is a good thing. I think we should tax them, yes. So you could not have built it for anything else. Remember, we had to build a platform over the rail yards to construct. For the most part, this place is being built with union construction labor, which is like 30% more expensive than non-union construction labor. There are unions working um, at the security desk and in all the places in the facility. It's expensive to build new in New York. You know, Jay Cross, who is the president of Related Hudson Yard, said to me that he knew it was expensive. He knew it was for a small group of New Yorkers. But we do the best we can. We are not social engineers. We are not social workers. And Related had to build to the market that could afford it. So do you think Hudson Yards is an example of good planning or bad planning? Actually, I think the jury's out on that. You know, the architecture of Hudson Yards is globalist, not New York. People told me when I was working on my story that it could be anywhere. But it's the office space is luring all these tenants because they want the kind of new office space to reinvent their companies, their law firms. So do those millennials, and we are talking about millennials, want to work at Hudson Yards? Their bosses say, yes, that's why I'm moving there from Midtown. But we will see what the workers say long term. And that depends on whether Hudson Yards is knitted into the rest of the city. That, I think, is one of the biggest unanswered questions about Hudson Yards. Is it a city unto itself or will it be part of the city? Could it get built today? Um, has the politics of New York changed so much that could it be built today? That is the most important question on the table. Has the brouhaha over Amazon and its decision not to come to New York, not to bring 25,000 high-paying jobs because the city didn't want them, changed the ballgame? I don't know the answer to that, but I do know that that is one of the most important questions for New York's future. Greg David is a columnist at Crane's New York Business. He's also the director of the Business and Economics Program at the Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. Greg, thanks so much. My pleasure. I'm Charlie Herman. This is Money Talking from WNYC. 